what's it going to take for you to surrender to the story unfolding in your life? I've got Nick Pags here to help us understand on episode 50 of the No Boring Stories podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I'm pretty good at a lot of sports, but my body has never understood how to place soccer. Not my bag, baby. (laughs) Look, today on the show, we've got the one and only Nick Pags, and he was an elite level soccer player at one point. But more than anything, Nick Pags is showing up as a growth mindset expert, a certified behavioral change specialist and inspirational life coach, helping people break through their old ways of being and rewrite the mental patterns that don't serve them so that they can see the limitless potential that they are capable of. Ooh, Nick is a good friend of mine and you can see it in this conversation. You will hear it come forward. We actually don't get to like rounding out his story until probably the last 10 minutes of this conversation, but all the way through, we're talking about things that are vitally important for where you are at in your business, in your life, to understand what it means to surrender to the process in front of you. We talk about how to talk about yourself. What do you call yourself? Why does it matter? What impact are you making? And in all of this, it's all in this idea of surrender and trust, and you are gonna get so much good stuff out of this that is gonna shift you forward in a brand new way. If you can't tell, I am so excited for you to dive into this not boring story. And if something jumps out to you, then please share this on your social media right away. Pass it around because we got to share the good stuff. Okay, let's get into this conversation with Nick Pats. Welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. This is Nick Pags, And uh, well, how are you today? I'm fantastic, man. I, I'm so excited that we haven't had a sit down jam in a minute. Like we obviously mm-hmm. we always connect, but to be able to sit down and connect today, I'm, I'm super excited. So this is the best part of my day for sure. Locking it in super stoked. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is, this is, I mean, this is really for those who host podcasts, we know this is the best part of podcasting is when you're like, yep. I haven't talked to this person in a while. I'm just going to professionally <laughs> like lock something in that that sounds like this is to produce content but really it's just like we're just well, this is a great fun. way to get on a call yeah let's do this obviously this isn't one of those like oh let's just talk about life and, and people will be interested in it because we're cool guys no we got something to bring we got something to do you've always got something new that you're learning you're tapping into and i am here to see what that is. And so specifically here as, you know, we're in the No Boring Stories podcast, I'm excited to dive into your not boring story. Uh, this was some of the first work that we did together when I got to, to help you unpack that story a little bit, a couple of years ago now. And, um, and I'm so excited to see how that's developed, how you use that, how you, how you show up with your story today to help your clients. But let's start here. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, it's an interesting question. It's I've been trying to answer this question in a way that feels good for a long time. I'm serious. This is a really hard question for me because I like to say I'm a mindset coach. 
right? And just leave it at that. And it's super simple. And I know everybody's unique and everybody has their thing. And it's kind of like, dude, just give yourself a name and get over it. But I'm really struggling with just saying mindset coach, because I don't think that people necessarily understand A, what mindset is, or B, what a coach should, I think, in my opinion, be doing. So I say mindset coach to kind of get people to like walk in the door so I could chat with them about it. Um, But coach has become a very uh, interesting word in the current day and age of the coaching industry. And uh, mindset is just kind of aggressively used as this blanket statement for like, what do you just do like voodoo stuff and fix people, (laughs) you know? So, so, okay. But would you say that this is the same for like, for anybody in any role, they, they put a title on it, you know, what do you do? I'm a civil engineer. Okay, great. So I now have a category for what that is in my mind. I think you are putting cities together. You're planning cities, Mm -hmm. I think, but he, then this person is like, no, 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 no. Like actually what I do during the day is I am deep. Like they could get specific on that and say, I'm in this industry, in this role, in this specific way. But for, as you say, for a category, you're like, I could say this, yeah, but I resist that. Yeah. I mean, I could say life coach. I could say mindset coach. I could say, I don't know. I don't know the other terms, but I'm just kind of, I tend to just keep it chill. And the reason why there's such a blockage there is because I think as the super open industry, one that's really evolving this, I heard this the other day, this blew my mind, Alex. Somebody said, did you know that we in the past 20, it was like 20 to 25 years learned, have learned more about the brain and mindset and all that than we have in all the years of humankind before that combined. Right. So like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. we've learned more about this thing in our head in the last 20. So to say this is new, right. Mm-hmm. It's really diving into this work with scientific backing with understanding what's going on with real clarity it's moving at such a rapid pace when things move at a rapid pace there's a lot of room for people to just i mean look at what's happening with nfts and cryptocurrency like it's moving at such a fast pace anybody can kind of just dive in and do the thing yeah it's because most of us have kind of no idea what's going on there i think there's to some extent a little bit of that reality going on in the coaching industry where mindset, spirituality, understanding this stuff, it's been around for a long time, but really understanding it and utilizing what we know to be true in order to create impact in our lives is kind of a new thing. So it's a pretty interesting experience. So, okay. So this is what's so interesting to me about, about this and about you and where I think that everybody listening will, will find themselves in this because what you're struggling with right now, what I'm hearing is I say, what do you do? And very specifically, you're like, man, what a tricky question. Like there should be no easier question. I think like that's, that's where my brain goes. Like that should be that just, just wrap off a title and it's no problem. But what you're wrestling with is here's a title, but it doesn't begin to describe like my heart, my passion, truly what's behind this. And that's, that is where a lot of people are getting stuck these days because there's something deeper than just what they do, what they call themselves. And I think what you're, locking into what you're fascinated by is what's actually going on in the brain. Like what's going on in the brain right now, Nick, for you to struggle with simply giving a title. Totally. Totally. That's brain and mindset work. Am I right? Yep. And it's, it's living in the middle. I think a lot of the work I do lives in the middle of what's going on 
like biologically in our brain. And then simultaneously what's going on spiritually with our energy, with our mm -hmm. heart voice, with all that stuff and kind of finding the conversation between no questions asked, right? The, the problem or the struggle I have with naming myself is an ego conversation. It's about, there I'm nervous that mm -hmm. people won't understand what I do, that I'll just be thrown into the pack and not seen as an individual. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, there's a negative connotation around the word coach to some extent, which is a limiting belief of mine that I allow to kind of take over, right? So there's so much that just goes into me saying the statement that like, yeah, yeah, this is, I don't know what to call myself. So often I just kind of lock it in and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm a mindset coach. They're like, what's that? I'm like, are, do you really want to know? Cause I could start to walk you through it. But if you don't, yeah. it's kind of a long explanation. <laughs> Somebody said to me the other day, it's so, it's so good. As you say this, uh, that, that, you know, I was, I was like, man, it just seems like there's a lot of people doing these kind of videos. There's a lot of, it just seems like it's, uh, you know, I, I hate to, I hate oversaturated, but it, it, it's not oversaturated. It just seems like there's originality is becoming a difficult thing to come across where I hang out, which happens to be Instagram mostly and whatever. So yep. uh, when I leaned into that and this and the current conversation I was having, she said, you know, what you're noticing there is definitely something that you got to ask the question, how can I step into this thing that I see as a frustration or I see as a problem and provide a solution? So if you're seeing that, if you're seeing, you know, what your ego is saying right there is like, man, the coach, the word coach has this, you know, negative connotation, or whatever. So that's, if that's showing up for you, how can you Nick step in and provide something of value towards that name to bring that word right back up to where it deserves to be and clearly define it in a time when, yeah, it's unregulated. Yep. What is the definition? 100%. How can we, I mean, that, that to me really resonates with, it's like, the idea of uh, radical responsibility and really taking charge of the the results you want to see in the world for yourself and for the world itself, right? Mm. So if I want the coaching industry to be something different, if I want the turn to be something different, it's not about complaining or trying to change my name. It's about stepping up and being who I want to be, which is massive. And I think that the other piece of this, you know, there's that ego role. And then there's also a permission that we have to give ourselves as I think as we go through our process of life, specifically shouting out my entrepreneurs here who are kind of constantly building their identity and expanding themselves, but we all are, whether it's with your job, whether it's with your relationships, whatever domain you're talking about. But we have to give ourselves permission to be okay with the fact that we're ever evolving, constantly growing, mm -hmm. constantly expanding, because I called myself a mindset coach, I don't know, like uh, two years ago, three years ago. And, and me, as I called myself a mindset coach two years ago, Alex, is not the same as right now, probably not yes. even as three months ago, right? So I think when part of it is my own story about me, right? I was a mindset coach two years ago. And if you said mindset coach right now, from that version, I'm like, no, we're on a, this is a different planet. So I right. think that's also part of it. You know, like when you, we have to give ourselves permission to expand within a title, perhaps, so that we don't mm. get attached to the title and just allow ourselves to keep growing because that allows me to do things that I never thought a coach could do. I never thought a mindset person could do, right? I'm allowing myself to do that because I'm detaching from what I used to define mindset coach as. Yes. Come on. This constant evolution, detached from the title. This is, this is where I want to hang out. And my next question for you really dives in on this because- 
again, we've been hanging out on this what question for the podcast so far. But really, it isn't about what you do. It's about why you do it. So, so when you show up, whatever the hell your title is, whether it's ringleader or mindset coach, doesn't matter. What, what impact do you want to see with the people that you work with, Nick? What impact do you see? What impact do you want to see? What like fires you up when somebody says, because I worked with Nick, I now feel blank. I've been grappling a lot with, with what, um, what that why is lately, because I'll tell you this, the ego part of me, not to bring the ego up again, but it's such a big role in what we do in our lives. Like my, my ego really loves when people are like, Nick, that session changed my life. You are so amazing. The wisdom there, the whatever, right? The small part of me is like, Ooh, that felt good. That's awesome. I yeah. love what I little do. Praise, right? Little yep. standing ovation or, or okay. yep, a speaking engagement when I go up and speak. Right. And I, and I kind of do whatever I do. And people are like, that's the best thing I ever heard. Blah, 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 blah. Those type of things are really cool. I've always kind of searched for those things. I thought like that, right. I get the validation. I get the recognition that's success. No, and then something happened over the last few years, and I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's a different energy. It's a different vibe in that the thing is said or done, and I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm not teaching, I'm not the guru, I'm not here to tell you how to fix your mindset. I've learned that more than anything, when I'm in my most vibrant power is when I'm really just a, a space holder. The people I work with that utilize the stuff that I do at the most elite level, the people who are running gazillion dollar businesses, people who are just killing the game, a lot of success. You'd think they don't need a mindset coach. Their mindset's great. And you're probably right. They don't need somebody to tell them how to work on their mindset. What they need is a safe space to work into their own stories their own insecurities, their own limitations, yeah. their yeah. own fears, because I don't care what level you're at, Alex, and everybody listening to this knows it. Whatever level you're at, you, you experience a limitation at some point. New levels, new devils is the saying. So you will always experience beliefs that block you. You'll just keep going to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And as long as you just keep kind of bursting through, your potential is limitless. But I think what I love more than anything and what makes me feel so full now, and it's like almost a more mature version, kind of what I was talking about before from mm -hmm, two years mm -hmm. ago, is that I'm not coming in to tell you what to do. I'm just not. I don't have the energy. I don't have the capacity. And I honestly probably don't have the wisdom or the understanding to do it. I do have an incredible gift to hold space for somebody to work through their own limitations, blockages, whatever it is that they're coming up against. So when they leave that space, then they're in that space, they work through this stuff, they leave your presence, they are affected. How, what are they able to do? How does that change them? They feel confident. You said limitless. You said, yep. but yeah, okay. Confident. Confidence, clarity, um, infinite potential and possibilities, right? Limitless mm -hmm. is the word that I use. It's being able to understand that I am in control of creating the reality that I exist in, right? My perspective, my perception is in charge of creating my current reality. The saying I like to say is my beliefs generate my thoughts, my thoughts generate my actions, my actions create my reality. So if you want to fix your reality, most people spend their time in changing. Okay, well, I have to change the things I do. So I got to wake up earlier. I got to take ice baths. I got to 
read more books. I got to go tell the girl I love her. I got to, right. I want to change my reality. I got to change the things I do. No questions asked. You do. But if you just change the things you do without going and looking at your thoughts and why you're thinking the way you're thinking, eventually you'll go back to your conditioned patterns. So then we look at our thoughts and if you're not working on those thoughts, you won't change. And then ultimately you could change your thoughts, which will change your actions, which will create a new reality. But at the bottom level of this all, in my humble opinion, I have seen with thousands of people at this point that it all comes down to what we believe about ourselves, what we believe mm -hmm. about the world. And when we have those beliefs deeply rooted, our subconscious conversations are running the show. That's 90% of how we show up. Our conscious brain power, the conscious conversation is only 10%, like of what our brain is doing. All yeah. the other stuff that you're making decisions off of, 90% of it is hidden. You don't even know it's there. You're, you're not aware of it. You're not conscious of it, right? So I've often referred to myself as a consciousness coach. I help people heighten and, and bring awareness and consciousness to the stories that they live by. Okay, so we got, so here's the thing, right? Okay, so you got, you got limitless. You got confident. You got clarity. You got, uh, you hold a space for all of these things to come up. Uh, there's this consciousness, this is this is what happens when you hang out with people. So what do you do? Well, I'm a mindset coach. Why? Well, you know, what impact does it make? Well, it makes this, 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 and this. If you were to show up to me right now, Nick, and I said, okay, well, what of those words do you feel the most right now? Like you showing up in life right mm -hmm. now, you are wrestling with how you show up and, and what do I call myself? And I, I know, I know what happens. I know that I provide space. But within all of this, at this stage of life, early 2022, Nick Pags feels what? Like pick one of those words. What do you feel most right now? It's so crazy. The word that came for me as you asked that question is not one of the words I said, but definitely one of the words that gets generated in this work and it's trusting. I feel so trusting. Like there's so much trust in the process right now. Mm -hmm. around my journey of life, around what I'm creating, around who I'm serving, around what's going to happen. I have no freaking idea what it looks like. I seriously don't kind of in la la land of understanding where to go, but there has yeah. been such an immense surrender that has allowed me to trust that it's like, Hey, does this feel aligned right now with you and where you're going, the man you want to become? And if mm -hmm. the answer is yes, no matter how scary, uncomfortable, feel, fearful it is go put the pedal down on the floor and go. And I've just been doing that a lot lately. And it's crazy, man. I mean, we're moving, we're moving for like the fifth time in the last three years on Friday in, in a week. And, um, and it's just wild how yeah. like that was so not in the plan in the cards and how it worked out and how we got there. And it's just like, here we go. Okay. I want to get into this. I want to hear where this comes from, but, but I love the words that you chose. There's, there's trust. And, and because of that trust, I can surrender. Tell me, just talk a little bit about the difference as you've seen witnessed in your own life or, or seen in others. There's surrender out of fear. You know, the army coming towards us is too big. They've decimated us. We cannot handle this. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my own life. We're going to lose everything we have. Surrender before it's too late out of fear. But then there's a surrender, what you're saying, surrender out of trust in that I lay down my my arms i who i am i open my hands i am vulnerable because i trust who and what is in front of me 
to what to care for me to not hurt me so what's the difference there and how have you seen that this is why i love talking with you because your gift is to be able to bring out of people their story in a way that like they can't bring it out of themselves so i love you for that mm. thank you um so it is such a wildly important distinction surrender out of fear and surrender out of trust now authentic surrender true surrender can't be out of fear so we say i'm surrendering out of fear that looks more like giving up that looks more like succumbing to fear True surrender in the transformational language, at least, right, as we're transforming our life, the understanding of surrender is, and, and this is where I'm going to ask whoever's listening, if you're not a super spiritual person, don't, don't get off the rocker here, don't jump off the boat just yet, just hear what we're saying. I like to call it pizza, right, because everybody's got their own beliefs, so you, whether you call it God, Jesus, Buddha, source energy, Allah, whatever it is, whatever it is you believe in. We're all here for a pizza party. We're all here for a pizza party. Nothing's better on this planet than pizza. So I just call it pizza, right? So we're all on the same page. If there is some type of trust that pizza is going to show up for you, it's so easy to surrender. And this would have been I, the so pizza. good when I was a junior high youth pastor. Like if I could have talked about God as pizza, like they, you know, you know, all those boys are looking up now. <laughs> well, that's the he, thing, he man. What? It. It's so true. Pizza, he said pizza. Pizza's free. It's, it, <laughs> it immediately puts the barrier down, right? So it, it gets to the space where it's like, okay, this guy isn't just some like heavy believer, like Jesus believer. This guy isn't some like crazy source yeah. energy dude or whatever it is. When you understand that something, something created you, if you can just agree that something created you, then we can have this conversation. If you don't agree with that, that's totally cool. This probably just won't hit home for you. So I'll say it this way. If you trust that the power at B, we'll call it pizza, has got your back, if you tr truly surrender to that, then your only job is to make decisions that are aligned with the man or woman you choose to become. My only job, Alex, the trip to you, man, that's a perfect example. I mean, I'll give the short story. Alex, I got connected with him from a dear friend of mine. And she said, man, this coach is incredible. Uh, you should go check in on him. Cause I'm doing the speak. I was starting the speaking thing at that point. And I connected mm -hmm. with Alex and it just, dude, my heart. I mean, I told you this, I felt it in my heart. I'm like, this is a good man. This is a man I want on my team. This is a man I'm willing to invest in while I invest in myself. So I flew up to Canada, like whatever, a week later, yeah. I think it was, it was literally Valentine's day. If I'm not mistaken, like it we're was, about to come was. up on our anniversary. <laughs> precious <laughs> we spent we spent a weekend together in an airbnb doing the work and it was my biggest investment to date like at that point and in a coach and my and my professional development and i honestly like the money wasn't a comfortable thing the not knowing the fact that i was going to another country to go spend 20 hours with a dude i'd never met right mm -hmm. but something felt aligned and i kept asking the question is this the man you want to become the man who takes risks, the man who gets in the room with big players, the man who takes bold action and everything said, yes, there is so much that could have gone wrong there. There's mm -hmm. so much. And honestly, and this is the cool part. I went there, Alex, to get a certain thing. I wanted to be able to walk away with like a thing that I speak about all the time. And I got something so different from that weekend. And I don't know if we ever like broke it. We had one call after that where we really broke it down, but I don't know mm -hmm. if I, at that point, I even understood. I just learned how important it is for me to understand my story, right? Because my vibe is not telling people my story. It's not bad or good. It's just not my journey. 
And, but in order for me to do the work I do, I need to trust who I am in my story. And you taught me that in that weekend. And I, and had I looked at like immediate ROI, like, did I go speak about the things we worked on? The answer is no, Mm -hmm. but the ROI, I mean, if you, it will never be able to draw the direct correlation, but the way that that weekend served me to do the work that I do to serve others, Mm -hmm. massive, it was massive. So that is an example for me of what true surrender looks like when I don't know what's behind this door, but I'm making a decision before I open it and try and peek in that I'm going because this is what I'm called to do is take this jump, this leap and, and get in the freaking room. So, you know, that people are now saying, yeah, but how do you know? There's always that. Yeah, but yeah, but how did you know? And the how isn't the right question. The what isn't even the right question. It's this why. And for you at that point, you had begun to live a life of surrender already. So that why was so strong in you already that you were starting to look for that. You were starting to look for how can I trust? How can I surrender? The how question is how can I do this? I know I need to do this because it's in my core. Yeah. So the how question isn't how do you know? It's how can I, how can I make, like, how can I step forward? How can I make that happen? You know what I mean? I think the easiest way to explain it, at least for me, Alex, is I, I, I say, and I learned this from a mentor of mine, um, that it really hit home for me. It's the idea of be, do, have, rather than have, do, be. Yes. So when people ask, well, how do I get that? How do I do that thing? How do I have this life, right? You say you just have a knowingness. No, it's not like some, like, oh, I just meditated on it. And then I, I was so clear to me. I have had that experience, but it's few and far between. What normally happens for me is that I ask, okay, who is the man that I want to be? right? So I have this opportunity, I get connected to Alex, I have this chance to go do this thing. It's a lot of money for me. It's a big investment energy wise, the whole nine yards. And I'm like, is this the right thing? So I just ask, who's the man I want to be? And I and I answer that question very simply without Alex in mind, I just say, I want to be bold. I want to be powerful. Mm -hmm. I want to be trusting. And I want to be like, so vibrant and filled with energy. And then okay, so if I'm being that person, if I'm just like taking, and we can even take one of those bold, right? If I'm mm-hmm. being bold, mm-hmm. then the next question is, well, what do you do with that? Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're being bold right now, and now here's the decision, here's the moment, and we have moments all day long, all over our life, here it is. What would the bold action look like? And I was like, it's going to Canada and hanging out with Alex for the weekend. Like this dude I never met, that's the bold action. And most people then, this is where they break. Is when the do, like the, the, you got the B, easy, the B is easy. Then when the do comes up, you start to make excuses to tell yourself why you don't have to maybe do that and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ways I could have been bold in that moment, but I was going to surrender to the one that was right in front of me that clearly pizza was handing me at my front door. It was delivered yeah. pizza, man. I'm not going to yeah. not answer the door. <laughs> it's there. So the question is, are you willing to actually take that action that's aligned with your beingness, because then you'll find, oh, I have that thing, right? By the end of the weekend, I was like, I'm a bold mofo. I am bold as hell that I just make that happen. So I had bold, but most people are like, oh, I want to have bold, right? They start with, I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. And because they're constantly in scarcity of, I got to have it, not who do I want to be today? 
then they're attracting all more of scarcity. They're attracting more, oh, I, I can't get that, or bold is so hard to do, or I don't know how to do it. This is what's so good, because if we do land on this story for a minute, I mean, this was, uh, this was just pre-pandemic. Um, I'm looking at today, there's a wicked snowstorm here, and it was the same the first day. I remember driving down, and I was late to meet you at our meetup place because there was a freaking snowstorm. And so if your word was bold, I remember my word at that time was confidence. I was like, I got to show up. I'm showing up in this kind of new arena for me, not teaching new things, but in a new way, in a new format. How do I show up confident that what I have is what they need? And so I could have been, you know, surrender out of fear is like, shit, like, oh no, the the weather, oh no, he's going to, he's going to hate me. He's never going to, he's going to give bad report and all this stuff. And yet we get down there and my, my idea was in confidence as I walk in and this person, as this person confident to meet you, to connect with you, confident to serve you in the very best way I could and stay until the work is done. You know, what work needs to be done. And that work just happened to be, you're looking for how, and I'm like, let's go down to the why. And so even confident in that to show up, like there's just as much happening on both ends of that. I think even that right now for people to understand that when they work with you, it's still the same thing. You, Nick Pack, showing up as mindset coach, as consciousness coach, whatever that is, you're showing up into a relationship with just as much of that surrender to this relationship. Am I right? 100%. As they will be investing in this to create, that's what creates magic in the room. Yep. Yeah. And no questions asked. I mean, you said it spot on, whether it's a speaking engagement in front of a ton of people on Zoom, whether it's an in-person speaking engagement, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one call, whether it's my group stuff with Project Limitless, whatever it is. I, I think I used to, because I was taught that I have to, right? You, you have to come prepared. School taught me that. And we talked about this, you and I. School taught me that if you don't come in the room having studied and analyzed and have written it out, and have, then, then you're doing it wrong. And what I knew to be true for myself, like, and I felt it in my gut was that I tap into something on a different level when I'm not attached to the way things have to look. Ooh, mm. Let me say that again, because that was big as I said it. Mm -hmm. I tap into another level of myself, a higher version of myself when I'm not attached to the way things have to look. And when it comes to speaking or coaching or doing the work in some way, if I come in, quote unquote, prepared, and this is just me, this isn't for everybody. This is my experience of life. When I come in prepared, meaning I wrote things down or whatever prepared looks like to the common person, I don't allow myself to just be there and be present and be open to it. Because my brain, for whatever reason, and my heart, for whatever reason, just doesn't work that way. So I legitimately sit back and I get on, I get on stages, virtual stages, real stages, one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one calls, podcasts like this. You will not see me have a written thing that I practice 50 times to make sure that I got it down. Again, there's no wrong or right to that. But I listen to me and what my gut instinct needs. And my gut instinct yeah. needs to walk into that space, feel the space and say, yes or no to this, take this action, say this thing. I have that gift to kind of let it run through me. And I think we just have to do a better job in general of listening to ourselves, which is freaking hard when there's so much being thrown at us on how you should do things, how you should show up, how you should take action. Yeah.
I'd done a lot of education to learn different ways. And it always brings me back to kind of that same knowingness of like, dude, you know how to show up. Just trust yourself and surrender to the moment. Don't try and manipulate and manage and control. Cause again, that's your ego. High achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers. This is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one -on -one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience, and more importantly, have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life. Because when you know how you have transformed, you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too. Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions, and if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one -on -one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at streetsays and say, I'm interested in one-on-one -on -one. and let's talk. This makes the, hair, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up a little bit because I get that. I get the, let me just show up and wing it. I'm good. Like I can get, give me the microphone. Let me speak. I've got, I've got things to speak about. And as long as people are listening, I'm going to talk. And I believe as long as I'm talking, people are listening. Like there's this real call it arrogance. I don't think it is. I think it's confidence and it is, it's, it's a, it's a, it can get to arrogance for sure. <laughs> if I'm not listening to the audience and what they need, then it's arrogance. And I'm just going to talk uh, whether they're listening or not. But what I learned along my journey is a little structure added to that surrender, added to that spirit, that freedom that allows for that. You know, I say a little structure allows for the spirit to move. And, and it's within this scaffolding, within this, this structure that the sandbox, if I've got a sandbox, I am far more willing to build a sandcastle than you give me a beach and, and a shovel. 100%. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> And so you give me a little bit of structure and I'm good. And so where I, where I would challenge you on this idea, and I just want to make sure that people hear this properly and please correct me if I'm, if I'm off on this, but what I'm hearing is it's not about going up and winging it for you. There is such a deep embrace of what you already know you need to talk about and people need to hear that it may look like winging it but you're just picking off the shelf of what's already there. You Amen. know what the items are, you know what you've got to work with and you're picking from, you know, 20 different stories, items, ideas. And people might think you're just going off the top of your head, but you're like, no, this one serves us well. Oh, this one's what we need right now. Be do have. Yep. That's this place. Okay. Let's talk about limitless. Here we go. Yep. This is where we're flowing. Oh, here's a story from my life that I need to talk about right here. And you're just picking it off the shelf and putting it in. All right. Yep. You've said it in such a way that I think most people will really resonate with it. It's absolutely not the, when you said winging it, I was like, Nope, that's not what I'm talking about. Definitely not yep. winging it. It has nothing to do with winging it. This is my work specifically, Alex is surrounded around 
life experience is surrounded around tapping into knowingness, tapping into your, your spirit, to your energy, to your mind, to whatever, right? So I'm doing that and paying attention to that and being conscious of it literally every waking moment of my day nonstop. So if you want to refer to that as my preparation, right? As people yeah. listen to this, I'm preparing yeah. all day long. So we can call mm. it, I don't have a written sheet, but it's understanding what does preparation look like to you? And so many people get attached to what preparation looked like for them while they were getting educated in school. And yes. like for a lot of us, that doesn't work, right? I, I actually really, really leaned into this idea when we did our work together that weekend, you were saying, because yep. I was so resistant to it. If you remember, I was like, yo, I can't just go up on stage with stuff. Yeah. And you were like, no, no, no. What we're doing is creating structure so that when you walk in, you have all these things, like you have all these experiences, you have all this wisdom, this knowledge, things. But when you do go to speak, you tap into that and you follow your structure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, now that's a type of structure I could start to have a conversation about where it's like mm -hmm. free flowing structure, right? So without a doubt, it is not winging it. It's that I live it and I do this stuff that we're doing right now for hours and hours and hours every day for the last 12 years. So when you do something for 12 years, every single day for many hours, you don't have to do the quote unquote preparation. You just need to trust that what needs to show up when you've settled your energy, when you've let your heart rate come down, when you've taken a few breaths, mm. that what needs to come up for that room will show up. And it, you've already lived it. You've already experienced it. You already know it's there. You can just tap into it. 12 years. Yeah, man. That's what just screamed to me right there. Yeah. That again, people are hoping to get to where you are right now, right now. Mm -hmm. I quit my job a year ago. Why can't I just show up like Nick? 12 years. Yeah. Every day, in and out. Yep. We need to hear that. And know that this is a long game, but it's it's an investment and it's it's fun all along the way. And as you said, who you were two years ago, who you were three months ago is not who you are right now. There's a different kind of structure that you've been surrendering to all along. And with that, Alex, 12 years, I, the interesting thing is 12 years ago, I was a fitness professional wiping down the floors of Club Fit and Briarcliff um, and scrubbing the machines and handing out towels. And you're like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. You haven't been doing this for 12 years. You were working in a gym 12 years ago. And I'm like, no, no, no. All of that, all of that, without having it, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now with you. I couldn't. That's all a part of my process. Now, it's crazy to think about, right? Like, how is handing out towels a part of your process of becoming a powerful speaker and a mindset coach and doing all these things that you're doing, traveling the world? It is mandatory, because what I learned in handing out towels is how to connect with someone through their eyes, how to meet someone's spirit where they're at in their morning at 6 a.m. at 5.30 on a treadmill and make them feel the way they want to feel by offering the right space for them to do that, right? I learned that at 17 years old. I didn't learn that like when I became a mindset coach or I changed mm -hmm. my title. So wherever you are, I want you, I'm, I'm emphasizing that because you can't look at your life or if you allow yourself to look at your life and go, man, I've been missing out. I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's no mistake. You've done what you've done. You've worked the job you've worked. You've been where you have to be. It was all playing a role to get to you to this moment, get you right here so that you can make the decisions that align with you. So don't get mad at where you've been. Don't get mad at the 12 years of I was working construction or I was behind a computer or whatever. 
it's all playing a role. And the second you surrender to that idea, trying to manipulate it rather than trying to manipulate it or control it, you just surrender that and say, all this stuff plays a role. It's really important mm. for me. Then you can start to leverage it as, an, as a tool for you to create the life of your dreams. This is the story. This is it. This man. is your story. And what are you going to do? Rip out the first 24 chapters and say, I wish they weren't there. I don't think so. You need that. Let's talk about character development. You need that to understand where you're at right now. You need the first five books in the Harry Potter series to really lock in and understand why it matters so much when he's in the forest and he hears those words from his loved ones. You know, like you need I got a little Harry Potter nerdy there, but you know, you need that. So that's, that's what you're saying there. Here's what I just want to highlight. And we are going to do like, you know, we've talked so high level here and I love it, but I want to do a little just, you know, highlight real of your life. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw a few things out here and you correct it, whatever it is, or fill in the blanks as it is. But you said something about growing up in school, struggled with the structure that was given to you. Am I right? Like there's something there about like, there was a way to do things and you were yeah. like, I don't fit within that box. Totally. Totally. Okay. So you got that. You also had this like performing piece to you on stage. I don't know if you talk That's about right. this a lot. That's right. <laughs> It's true. Dancing. Am I right? Dancing and singing, baby. I'm a triple threat. Dancing singing act. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. So you've got that in your life. You've got this, this personal trainer yep. uh, time, uh, getting into the fitness industry and really focusing on that. An elite level athlete, specifically yep. football. Yep. Soccer. Yep. Uh, and then here you are showing up day to day as a mindset coach. It's crazy. Through all of that, I mean, anything significant that I missed kind of just along that journey, as I say, highlight reel. That's the biggest things I can think of as you go. Yeah. Lock me in on a, a turning point, a moment that, that made you shift. So in all of that, here's what I hear, right? Here's what I see with all of that. And I just love this word structure. Um, and I know how you resist that. And yet we've been talking about also how to embrace it. But it does make sense. It's like there's this idea that there's a structure. There's a way to do this. Well, okay, great. But then on stage, hey, there's a structure. Here's the choreography, but then also go free. Here's the script, but feel free to add, bring whatever you've got to the character. It's like you've stepped into these moments, personal trainer. Here's how you lift weights. Yeah, but here's how I want you to lift. Soccer, here's the play, but bring your own self to it. Like within all of these things, there's a playbook. There's a way to do it. And you have been looking for like, yeah, but how am I going to do it? Yeah. Surrendering to like you, your, your beliefs, your way, your method. And at this point you're showing up in this place of trust and surrender that simply, I don't know, didn't seem possible back in the day. Yeah. I think, you know, as you say what you're saying, I think what always comes to mind for me is this idea that Dude, there's been 800 billion people that have come across this planet <laughs> since the be since the beginning of time. Like that's, I think that's the number, if I'm not mistaken. 800 billion since the beginning of time. Right now on this planet, there are 8 billion people. None of them in the history of mankind have ever been Nicholas Armand Christopher Paganelli as he is in this moment with the education he has, the family he grew up in, the time he grew up in, the experiences he's had, the knowledge, all of it. There's never been and never will be another me in the history of mankind. Mm. And to me, that story, 
that truth right there doesn't allow me to get attached to the way it has to look. Like it just, I'm like, dude, if I was supposed to be doing it exactly by the playbook that that coach wrote up all mm -hmm. the time and that's it, then he'd be my God because he would create me and who I'm becoming and who I am as a man, right? But he's not. I was created distinctly. Oh, that needs to be said again. If it's you huge. do something by the playbook that somebody else gave you, you are making them your God. I wouldn't say that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let's not mix up these words. I'd say if you're living your life only by what people tell you to live your life as, and you're never actually going inward, maybe this is a clearer way to say it. You're never actually going inward and asking yourself, who do I need to be in this moment? How do I need to show up? If we allow ourselves to constantly go in, we're going to get clarity on what play to make. And it might look like what she said or she did or he did or whatever, but ultimately it comes from you and you have a unique connection with your thing, your higher power, your pizza. You, have, you are generated uniquely as you are, like nobody else, not by mistake. So mm -hmm. stop acting like that's a mistake or a coincidence. That's okay. my real belief. It's like, dude, so, you stop showing up like you're just another one of us. So where, here we go, right? As we, we're, we're landing the plane here, we're putting it, we're, we're coming down here. But so lock me in to really understand your story. If I see that that's who you were, I see that you've been in these scenarios and you've had every opportunity to fit into a structure and yet you say, but I'm me. And now you're showing up in that realm, in that space with that voice stronger than ever. What shifted? Okay, what moment, it. what moments do you go to that really turn the table there? I'm going to give you a story because I know you love stories and I think it's a good one. And it's two different parts of my life. The first one, I was very young. My grandmother owns uh, a theater company in uh, Yonkers, New York, right outside of Manhattan, community theater. And they put on really good stuff. And I was younger. I was probably 10, 12, something like that, 10. Yep. And I was watching the first junior troupe, the kids production that, that my mom was choreographer for. Um, and I'm seeing these kids who are like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, up to 18. And this one kid, it was, um, is it Guys and Dolls? I think it was Guys and Dolls. Is that Jets and it's like the Jets? No, that's the, West Side Story. West Side Story. Okay, whatever it was. I, it was one of those two. And they're, they're gambling. They're playing craps in it. Yeah. And one of the lines is snake eyes. See, I got you or something like that. I've never been in the show, so I don't know the line. <laughs> but I'm sitting front row and I watch this kid and he, he shakes the thing and he throws the dice and one of them rolls off the stage. And now the line is snake eyes. See, I told you, but how could he know that? Because the dice rolled off the stage and everybody saw it. And it was one of those like <gasps> moments uh -huh. and without hesitation, without a moment to think about it, he goes, the kid says, snake eyes. See, I told you. And the other kid goes, how do you know it's snake eyes? The dice fell off the stage and he jumps off no the way. stage, picks it up, jumps back on and they go right back to it. And the place erupted. It was so casual. It was so smooth. It was so spot on. And I said, oh my God, I want life to look like that where I have the opportunity to like make cool saves off the script. Like I loved it, right? So that moment happened and that oh, kind of shifted everything for me. And this is the second part of the story. If you're open to hearing it. Oh, I love that. I, I, 
I just got to say like, that just made, that got me, you know, I do things in my workshops where I say, if something, if I say something makes you feel something, makes you breathe differently, makes your heart beat a little bit, you say magic, you type in the chat box magic. I just got to say, Nick, like that moment, as soon as you said that I want to do that, I want to react to life in that way. That's magic right there. Tell me the second story. So this is playing in my head in my subconscious conversation, the 90% of the brain we were talking about earlier. It's not something I think about every day. It's not something that's on the forefront of my mind, right? But it's something that really resonated with me and hit my heart, right? It was one of those magic moments. Yeah. I'm in college. I'm about to start my college career. Uh, I worked my whole life to play pro soccer. And I was like, easy, I'm just going to go play D1 and then be the captain of that team, slay the day and then become a pro soccer player. My dad was kind of on me about my education at that time. And he's like, go to a school where you're going to get a good education. And I wanted to do physical therapy. So I chose the University of Scranton. That's a division three school. It's the only division three school I talked to. And the coach was begging me to go there. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll just go tear it up. And I'll be like one of the only D3 guys that go make it to the MLS or play overseas or whatever. I'll just be one of those guys. So with this confidence and swag, I show up. And I know nothing about like college ball. I'm the first, the oldest kid in my school to, in my school, in my um, family to do athletics at a university level. And as I'm going in, I find out from the coach that like, oh no, you have to try out. And I'm like, try out. Okay, cool. Whatever that means. Like, you don't have to try out. You begged me to come here. But he's like, yeah, it's just a week. Like we go through whatever. Long story short, I end up not making the team. He cuts me. And I was top of the list on all the fitness things i was killing it like he clearly had this weird energy towards me and i felt it all week i was like he's not even putting me on the side of the team with the guys who played last year like this is weird i don't know so i don't make it and my my world is just collapsing like everything i mean it sounds ridiculous but it's everything i'd worked for my whole life Hmm. and now i have to call my parents and tell them i didn't make it and i remember calling my mom And she said this line that like shook me. She said, I I was like, I got to transfer. I got to get out of here. This guy's crazy. She said, if you are leaving because you feel like in your gut, it's the right thing to do and that you need to go somewhere else because it's not the right place for you, we will support that and we'll figure it out. But if you're leaving because someone told you no, then we don't support that. And you got to stick it out and figure it out. And I felt it right when she said it. I was like, damn, okay, I got to stick around. So I trained and trained and trained and trained so that next year I could come in and kill it. And he didn't let me try out the next year. He literally said, no, you're not invited. So then I, same situation happened. And I said, ma, same thing. I got to get out of here. She said, same question stands. Are you doing it because someone said no? So when mom says that, you look her in the eye, you're like, okay, fine, I'll stay. So I stayed that spring season, like, usually soccer is a fall season, spring season. I showed up at the field. I didn't even ask him. I just showed up and he like begrudgingly let me come try out. I ended up being leading goal scorer in spring. And then the next year, my junior year, I made the team and we became the the best, probably the best run in school history, if not the second best run in school history. And it had been a horrible team before that. That wasn't my fault, but I did bring a different energy to the space. Fast forward to last year in the pandemic, their team can't play. This is what I graduated in 2014. So that was 2012, 2013 season when I made the team, 2013. Mm-hmm. And, and I left the school with horrible vibe towards this coach. He was just a piece of crap. Always had it out for me, even after all I did to show up and whatever. He calls me in the middle of the pandemic, six years later, and says, uh, hey, Pags, 
I see the things you're doing. I love the work you're doing. Our team is really struggling. I would love to pay you to come through and work with our team on mindset and how to show up like you did when you were here. And I was like, did I just get paid for my pain? <laughs> did that just happen? Did, did I just get, did I just get reimbursed six years later? And I was like, yo, this is, this is the moment of the dice drop. This was that it was like, yo, my story didn't look like anybody else's. I got cut two years in a row from a division three school when my story was, I'm going to play pro soccer. And mm -hmm. I just kept showing up. I just kept being the best guy. I just kept walking up to this guy, shaking him in the hand and looking him in the eye and being respectful. I just kept doing what felt aligned with me. I'm proud as hell about that to this day. I just kept doing and being the guy that I wanted to be. And I got reimbursed six years later and somebody listening to this is pissed off that they're not getting reimbursed by the end of the afternoon that their results aren't showing up by next week that their results in life aren't happening by next month i've worked so hard grow up is my answer keep showing up how you want to show up and what you need to be reimbursed you will be reimbursed this is a moment when i know i just just let him go just <laughs> <laughs> you're picking stuff off the shelf. Look at you go. You just, I look, this is what needs to happen. This is what needs to happen. Right. So, okay. So you got this story. And, and as we wrap up, we, we have hit on, on all these things today. You know, we opened up the conversation on what do you do and had a whole conversation around, well, how do you decide what you do? How do you decide what to call yourself? Well, let's root it in why let's root it in what the impact is that you make and, and lock on something there around, like, I want to make this impact with people. Well, okay. If that's the case, well, then why do I feel that? Like, what's the thing that you're feeling inside it? And then we went on this whole ride of trust and surrender and what that is and where does surrender meet structure. And you locked, you brought me back in that moment to saying that in, in school, you struggled with the structure that they were giving you. This is why I look at this. And I would say your, your story, Nick, is one of going from structure to surrender mm. and feeling like you, everything that is given to you seems like the way that this world works is there's a way to do things. And you have resisted that your entire life and found the ways to show up like that kid who jumped off the stage was like, no, 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 roll with the punches. Let's go with it. Let's, let's improv this and let's flow with what happens let's flow with what comes with us and make the best out of it because i know who i want to be i want to be somebody who reacts who who works with what's going on surrenders to the process and lives like that and now here you are showing up as this person who lives in surrender and invites others into that you're like the spark notes to my book bro <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the beautiful part, right? So now the invitation is anybody that's listening to this that does find themselves frustrated with the structure of this world and the fact that it seems like there's one way to do things or maybe even three ways, but they're outside of those ways and they're endlessly frustrated with it, don't know how to make this thing happen. They want to live with this kind of trust and surrender. Uh, then they got to talk to you. How do they find you? How do they make that happen? So the easiest way, honestly, is... Uh, through Instagram. I'm pretty present on there. Yep. And uh, my Instagram is at I am Nick Pags. You can also email me Nick Pags at Nick Pags LLC.com. Um, I'm pretty accessible, honestly. And I'm always told by the people who work for me, don't keep saying that because then everybody thinks that you're just going to get your time away. And I'm like, no, I, it's true. I'm pretty accessible, dude. Um, just reach out and I'd love to connect. And we have our group programs that we run our group mindset, if, if that's like a good entry point for you, we're going to be having some cool um, 
automated stuff coming that's like at a much lower price point. So it's really accessible work to everybody. And then I do one-on-one coaching as well um, and keep my my coaching at that level, very intimate, small group of people. Um, so I can give them my full time and attention, but that's it. Brilliant. Love you. I know you need to go here and I am so grateful for your time, for the space that you provided here and for where you're going and how you are constantly encouraging people to simply trust in whatever pizza is bringing you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Love, love <laughs> the energy you bring to the world all the time, man. Thanks for inviting me in. So good, Nick. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.